You're listening to The Whole Church Podcast. Our efforts to educate and unite the church are made possible thanks to our sponsors on Patreon. Please consider joining them for $3 a month, where you can get discounts on our special merchandise and our upcoming event, the Every Tribe, Denomination, and Tongue Convention. Romans 15, verses 5-9 through 9 in the New American Standard Bible. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one purpose and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us, for the glory of God. For I say that Christ has become a servant to the circumcision in behalf of the truth to confirm the promises given to the fathers and for the Gentiles to glorify God for his mercy. So here, St. Paul, he's writing to the Church of Rome. This is our theme verse for this series, and he's encouraged them to be witnesses to God through their love of one another. So witness of God, I guess might be a better word. He states that their goal is to worship together and then commands that they accept one another. Um, in our context today, we have a lot of polarization, politics in the church, cartoons probably, I don't know, everywhere. With so many different gatherings and so much polarization, what does this call to accept one another look like to you now? To, to, to accept someone first means that you have to see them in the image of God. If you see mm-hmm. them as a representation of the, of God, then that's be more accepting versus the, poor, the polarization or the differences, skin tone, political views, all that other stuff. It doesn't matter if you see them as the representation of God, the imago Dei, the image of God. So that will make it easier for you to accept people if you have that mindset. Hmm. Yeah, some solid doctrine. Always. Yeah, always. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, possibly your favorite Church Unity Podcast. Your favorite co-host of your favorite Church Unity Podcast isn't here, however. TJ missed it. He missed out. Um, we're deeply disappointed in you if you're listening, which you're probably not. Um, <laughs> but what we are starting our church services series. Last week, we had Brandon on to talk to us some about the churches he visited as a traveling preacher. Today, we have another return guest, one of your favorites, possibly your favorite return guest to the Whole Church Podcast is the one and only Reverend Kino Kennedy. Uh, welcome back, man. Hey, 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 guys. Missed you guys. Oh, my gosh. It's been, it's been a while since I've been on this podcast. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> seems like it. <laughs> it seems like yeah. we, we seems like we talk to you all the time, but then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. He hasn't talk to us in that context a bit. <laughs> oh man for if you're wondering we're talking about our other podcast systematic geekology you can that's always that. check that out wherever you're listening now um and reverend kino is a see if i get this right is it a priest of the ame zion church do y'all use priest or is it just deacon so 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 we don't use we don't use priests we use elders but we don't Elder, address okay. them as elders they're addressed as reverend Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I was trying to remember. I know we've talked about that before. Last year we did a series on church offices and you told me that. And um, okay. I, I forgot. <laughs> well, I think I, it was in there somewhere. I was like, I know it's something. I know it's not technically priest, I feel like, but I'm not sure. Okay. So elder. Um, and this, this is going to be fun. We're going to be discussing how the Methodist liturgy works. And maybe we'll get to some specifics on what sets the AME Zion church apart from others. I don't know if, what 
exactly does other than history. So maybe Kino can fill some holes in for us, hopefully. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but before we get into any of that, make sure you check out our convention. Uh, huge discounts now. Uh, we actually had to change it to a mini con. It's going to be in Chapel Hill now. Uh, more details will be down in the show notes. Um, $60 is regular, but for our listeners, it's 40 When you use the promo code HOLE, W-H-O-L-E, for the whole weekend, you get all kinds of cool speakers. Uh, maybe Kino will show up. That'd be cool. Um, <laughs> I take I take tips. I take tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have some. We'll have some local food trucks. We'll have um, worship in several different languages. A bunch of card games, and you'll get to meet us. So, all fun and good stuff. Um, if you want even extra discount, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. All of our patrons get super discounts on all events and merchandise and all that stuff. So, you know, maybe consider supporting the show. You know, you scratch our back, we'll scratch your back, that kind of deal. <laughs> Quid pro quo. It's not illegal when you're a podcast, it turns out. Um, <laughs> and and with that, now that I got that out of the way, I can get to, to my favorite form of unity, Kino. What's that? Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a deep spiritual practice that I do of uh, silliness here okay. on the show okay. where I ask a silly question. And usually TJ and I will answer first, but I guess I will, I'll alone have to start this off. And you'll have to give an answer that's twice as good to make up for it. Okay. This is going to be a, a series question. So we're going to ask this to all kinds of people. And TJ and I are just going to keep having to come up with answers. What church service would you recommend? Well, this is a tough one. Would you recommend Anakin Skywalker attend that you think he'd enjoy or agree the most with? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. He's an Anakin. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think. Why did I do that to myself, man? I, I think I think he's he's really maybe this is me showing my own background. He's very emotional, very much in tune with his own feelings a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, I think if he was given permission to do that, he'd lean even more into it, and maybe he would have been even more powerful in the Force. I, I think he'd be a good Pentecostal, personally. I think he'd I, enjoy it. <laughs> I think he'd enjoy funny, a good Pentecostal funny service. Enough, I I agree with you only because if you if you're someone who's driven by your emotions, listen. Pentecostals is a high, it, that is a that's a high spirit that time, <laughs> high spirit time. However, however, I okay. would also throw out that he could possibly attend the AME Zion Church. Even though we are Methodists and we do have a liturgy and we have an order of service, we do allow the spirit to move if it's so desired. So we get down like the Pentecostals do too now. Don't don't get a tangle twisted now. I will shout true, out my robe. I will shout <laughs> out my robe. <laughs> man. Man. Wait. Good you said you said Anakin Skywalker. I'm trying to think of another church that church he would possibly enjoy going to. Um I started going to a Lutheran church. I, I don't. I don't see Anakin fitting in that way. I don't. I don't see him. And he's I, he's I, not I, reserved I, enough. No, no. And I was literally he's like, he's not going to do the Presbyterian. That's that's too much uh -huh. for him. That's uh -huh. too much. Um, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe some non-denominational churches. I could see that. You know, he might be an elevation guy. <laughs> you know what? That's it. That is it. He is an elevation guy. Ooh, I think yeah. he would like elevation. Yeah. Shout like out to Elevation Church. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, you man, know, but funny. you do know, you do know, elevation is actually started out Southern Baptist. I knew that they got some of their fundings there. Yeah, I didn't know they that they had actually start. Okay, they started That's out. They started out Southern. Pretty Baptist. interesting. They started out Southern Baptist. Well, you know, Southern Baptist Jedi Council. It's not that far. <laughs> the kids started off Southern Baptist, basically. <laughs> oh god! Oh, 
stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, we've agreed that Anakin okay. Skywalker <laughs> would be a member of Elevation Church. I yeah. like it. Yeah. That's I a like it. solid answer. Yeah. So, <laughs> so with that, we'll, we'll get into to the meat of this. Um, and you'll know why we're doing a church series themed silly question is because we're talking about church services. And you might ask why this isn't, you know, purely an educational podcast. It's not really what we do. We're all about unity. And you're like, well, what's unity have to do with how a specific church conducts its service? Well, you may know if you've listened for a while, we've had a lot of people come on the show and suggest one good thing to do for unity would be to visit someone else's church. Then we had some people who who actually listened to the people who were on our show and visited other churches and said, man, that was weird. I wasn't prepared at all for that. <laughs> and uh, you know what? So we decided, hey, what if uh, what if we helped people? We helped people who want to visit other churches so they can get to know their other brothers and sisters by by filling them in on what it's going to be like when they visit an AME Zion church for the first time. So that's, that's why we're here. That's what okay. we're going to do. We're going to help those who have never visited. Okay. Who This might be like a foreign language, alien planet to them. <laughs> and we're going to explain to them what to prepare themselves for. Okay. All right. All right. All yeah. right. So, so for, for a reminder for everybody, you know, we kind of touched on it. Um, you're an elder, AME Zion Church. Yes. Um, what can you tell us about what you do as an elder and about like the type of church that you preside over just generally. So, so just to give some context, uh, I, I am a part of the African Methodist Episcopal Zion church known as the AME Zion church, but our doctrines and beliefs and worship styles are very similar to the United Methodist church. Literally it's the same type of worship style. Um, so if you were to go to any Methodist church, whether it's AME, CME, AME Zion, United Methodist, or the new, what's the new uh, United Methodist do, the denomination now? I forgot oh. they, they got a new one that split over. Yeah, yeah, because they, they split yeah. over over the same-sex marriage issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so, so the, the, the worship style, so, so let me, let me, let me also say this that the Methodist church was birthed out of the Anglican church. Mm -hmm. So, so that means that a lot of our worship styles, when we come together as a collective, like if we have a general conference or annual conference meeting or whatever, big, big, big old meetings that, that is, that is, you're going to see a high church. And I hope you understand what I mean by high church. I mean, it's very liturgical. There's a lot of chants. The only thing we don't have is incense. That's the only thing Mm -hmm. we don't have is incense. Yeah. Yeah, so we process in, we we do all that. We do all we do we do do all of that. The processing <laughs> with the acolytes and the the Bible and the cross, like like any other uh high church would. Um but then also the 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 Methodist church allows free worship. It does allow free worship. So it's not you're not confined to doing that. Um, because the Methodist Church recognizes that even though we are a connectional church, that some churches have regional flavor. And so some stuff hmm. that we that one area might do, it might not work in another area. Um, take, for example, we have churches in Africa. So it, a lot of the churches in Africa, they, 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 they actually do a lot of the high liturgical worship styles. And then you have, we have churches in the Caribbean, they, Ain't, ain't nobody processing in. We just we just getting right into it. <laughs> so <laughs> so right. so it, it is it is it is a, a, a 
hodgepodge of a lot of things, but it's flavor for anybody. So if you were to attend a Methodist church, the Amy Zion church more specifically, what you will find is a church, and it doesn't matter which church you go to, you'll find a welcoming, homey feel, loving church. And uh, depending on which church you attend, they might have a special seat for you to come and sit down. But I promise you that if you do attend a church, you will be greeted and felt felt like you was at home. Oh, see, that's nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I have a bunch of stuff. One thing I do know that I'm going to clarify for people just for the sake of it, um, free worship. So you might get different worship styles at different ones. From what you are saying, it sounds like you mean like the big conferences and stuff. You're definitely getting that more high liturgical feel there. Right. Uh, we, and what I mean, what I, hold on, just to clarify, what I mean, usually like with liturgical is I'm talking about chants and I'm talking about into in, in, its uh, doxologies, Apostle Creed, but the Apostle Creed, we all, everybody, we're going to say the Apostle Creed every, every service, it doesn't matter. Um, um, there is, uh, like I said, a processional and recessional. So, so yeah, the, we're, we're, here's a great example. If you, if you remember watching the Queen's funeral, Mm-hmm. Um, or even, even, uh, I'm trying to think who's, yeah, well, I'll just use the Queen's funeral and how they process in and all that. That's, that is the type of service that you would get at a, at a Methodist church when it's a big connectional meeting, when everybody's together. Yeah. Um, and it also what happen on a local level depends on the size of the church. Um, if it's one of our flag churches or, uh, top churches, then most definitely you will, that, that you are not going to get no free worship. It is going to be high, <laughs> literally high church. And, and so free worship, uh, and I thank you, Josh, for reminding me, but free worship is just meaning that, that there is a order of service. However, you can, you can modify, change, or allow certain things to take place in worship. But however, you still, you still have to do certain things in the service, period. Yeah. Yeah. Because free worship, but it's not self-governing like yourself, Baptist churches. Mm-hmm. There is kind of a, an actual system to it. Oh, yes. Um, there, and there's, there's, there's literally a book. <laughs> literally a book yeah. that says the book of worship. <laughs> so I, I guess my, my, my one question with all that, too, is the um, – I don't know do you, if you call it sermon or homily. Which one do you call it in the Methodist church? Sermon. Sermon. Okay. Is the sermon also liturgical? Like, is everybody preaching the same passage every Sunday? Mm-mm. No. So, so, so there is a there is a recommended uh, lectionary that some Methodist preachers, and I and I mean Methodist by the whole the whole denomination, but it's more specifically the Amy Zion Church. Yes, there there are some that use the lectionary, but a lot uh, most do not. Uh, most do okay. not. So, so the sermon. The sermon would be uh, whatever whatever's been led to for the people at the time, uh, and it's normally it's, it's normally been relevant. <laughs> I, it has I yeah. have not come across a sermon to a church that I went to that has not been good for me. I'm gonna say it that way. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say it that yeah. way. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> we're gonna get to it in a bit, but like part of the sermon thing that really throws me off, and some of your more liturgical settings is how much shorter it is. Than what I, you know, grew up mm-hmm. used to. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. So, I got so, used to like. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So let me just stop you there. So, so <laughs> no, no, that's not no. y'all. That's, that's not, that is not us. No. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, 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 if we're talking about liturgical high church 
um, service. And I don't care if it's a comp, whatever it is. If it's if we're processing in, oh, the sermon is going to be about 45 minutes, period. Nice. Okay. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah, it's going to be about 45 minutes, um, depending on who preaching. Yeah, I, I, there's no there's no 15 minute homilies here. <laughs> sermon Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, that's what threw me off when I first visited a Catholic church or a, a Lutheran church, which I attend a Lutheran church now. Um, I, you know, I grew up basic church structure. You go to the parking lot. There's greeters, two fast songs, or <laughs> shake some hands, two slow songs, um, forty five minute sermon that's like really in depth. Yeah, altar call sometimes, yeah. sometimes not. Yeah, sometimes there's just music at the end. Yeah, go out to eat. That's yeah. the main part, really, is to go out to eat. <laughs> after part, right? Yeah. <laughs> then I go to this Catholic church. So I think it was the first high liturgical church I visited. It was a Catholic church. And, you know, they have the whole liturgy. So people are speaking one after each other. And I, I wasn't prepared for that. I was like, all right, well, Lutheran church gives you paper. I know what to say. Catholic church expects you to know, man. I don't so, know. So, yeah. So, so <laughs> think about it. The assumption is that everybody in the Catholic church is Catholic. That's the yeah. assumption that you are Catholic. So that means you already know what to say. But but and the only reason the only way they'll know you're not a Catholic is that if you go up to receive the Eucharist and you cross your arms. That's the only way. That's the only way they don't know. And funny enough, even if you go up to receive the Eucharist and you don't say the right thing or you're doing the right thing, they know that you're not Catholic. Man. Yeah. Cause their whole service is around that. Whereas like yes. maybe four four times a year we had a Eucharist, you know, so what I was used to. And I'm like, they do it every week, man. Um, yeah, I know some people only do it during Passover. Some churches, that's interesting too. But no, so you know, I'm going. They do that. They sing a single hymn that wasn't even that long, and then they did the next thing, and they read a Bible verse, and then did another single hymn. And I'm like, what are? It's two fast songs, two slow songs. What are you doing? <laughs> and then the guy gets up to speak, and I'm like, okay, here's the part. You know, I'm. I feel like this is the part where I'm about to be comfortable. I know what you know. Sermons and lectures are. And that guy spoke for like maybe ten minutes. Yep. Yeah. Like that, yeah. That's it. Like, yeah, we're here for we're here for the Eucharist. We're not here for the sermon. I'm like, no. What do you mean? Because, <laughs> so, 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 I'm hoping that your listeners are well versed. And if not, then I, I would I would ask you to pay attention to the churches that you go to, especially if you go to a high church or or a free worship church, um, and, and specifically the Catholics, the Greek, the Orthodox, and uh, what's the other? Anglicans, the Anglican Church. If I'm if I'm correct, the the focus of the service is the is the Eucharist, and so that's yeah. why when you attend when you when you go to those churches, you will see at the center of the church is the altar, is the communion table, and 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 that's in most uh, Catholics or Orthodox churches, and I think Anglican too. I thought, I, 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 but yeah. but in the Protestant churches. It is the word. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. You will see on the table, it will be the Bible. And in the center of the Bible, above that is the preacher. It's the word. So in the Protestant churches, the, the emphasis in the service itself is the word. And in the Catholic church and the other Orthodox church, um, the emphasis is, is the Eucharist. That is, that is the main yeah. focus for them. Yeah, that's what's uh, we. So the Lutheran Church I'm attending, not every Lutheran Church is like this. What's what's interesting to me is it does have the Eucharist in the center, but it's like a little off to the right is like the sermon area. So it's not not in the center, you know. It's so so, like, okay. so I'm I'm curious, Josh. Ask somebody at the church, did they build that or did they buy buy it that way? Because most of the time, 
those churches with the split well so what we're talking about split chalice it's a split chalice there's a lectern yeah. and then there's the the, the podium um and uh the to it's the left but our right if you're facing it that's where the speaker yeah. is uh the sermon is and then on the left no it's the left i'm sorry it's uh and on the left is the word however that is that is a specific thing of Catholic churches or churches that focuses on the Eucharist. And so, so just go and ask, did y'all build this or did y'all buy it? Mm. Yeah. Man, now, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> see, see, as you can tell, guys, there's already like a ton of stuff of differences. Um, I think one of the big things that we're hinting at now that I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about a little bit later is a lot of your more liturgical churches to me, it seems like they're more about equipping and preparing those who who grew up in the church. You know, Catholic church expects you to be Catholic. They just assume everybody is. Whereas a lot of your, you know, Baptist Pentecostal lower churches, the entire church service is geared to towards getting new people in. So it's a little bit different focus on some of that. It's it's, it's interesting. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yes, yes. He's thinking about it. Yes, yes, yes. The the service themselves. Well, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Because if you like, let's go, for example, because I, I, I remember attending a Catholic church, too. And I was like, man, y'all do a lot of sit, mm-hmm. standing and kneeling. I'm like, where they when am I mean. supposed to sit? When am I supposed to stand? When am I supposed <laughs> to kneel? I'm like, and if you don't know, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, it's just OK. I guess I'm getting down on my knees now. Wait, wait, it's time to get up. Wait, it's, we just got down for a second. We just said, amen. That's serious, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so you—that is a good. That's a good point. That that it seems like those type of churches um, really do place an emphasis on um, its members and edifying them versus bringing in new people. Yeah, yeah. Which I think that's even why some of your Pentecostal or Baptist churches don't like doing the uh, Lord's Supper every time. Because it does kind of make new people feel a little awkward when it's like, ah, you know, we're not sure if you should do it if you're not, you know. That's like, oh. That's awkward. But. So, so yeah. So, so the that's because a lot of folks are not used <laughs> to used to doing that. But, but I mean, yeah. if 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 and not trying to be funny, but if you attended a a church in the South, specifically a Baptist church, you had yeah. communion every first Sunday. Really, every first Sunday. So, so most most churches in the South, most Baptist churches, and I know for the Methodist church, the same thing. We we observe the communion uh, every first Sunday. Every first Sunday. Now we can do it whenever we so desire, but it is recommended that we do it every first service first Sunday. Okay. So y'all y'all don't do it every service then? Just no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Interesting. Okay. No. Cool. So <laughs> let's get to the meat of this. One of the main things we want to do, we want to walk people through. They're visiting Reverend Kino's church. We want to know exactly what that experience is like from the moment like they get to the parking lot to the moment after service, someone invites them to eat or whatever. I don't know what happens after service. Okay. Could you just kind of give, give us a walkthrough? Someone's visiting your church. What's it look like? So let me preface by saying I am pastoring a rural church. So the church that I'm currently pastoring is in a rural area. So, so there's that. There's yeah. also a difference. There's a difference when you pass when you uh, rural, urban, and suburban churches. Those demographics are very interesting in how they the worship styles are. Because more 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 of a rural church, they're more laid back. There probably is no parking lot ministry. There's nobody's going to greet you in the parking <laughs> lot unless unless it is a um, non-denominational mega church in the rural area. That's different, which you can see sometimes. 
mm-hmm. but if you were to attend, attend Mount Ole and Amy Zion Church, um, the first thing you would say is, where's the church? <laughs> where's the church? Because the church is the church is in it's behind someone's house. That's li- it's okay. church literally behind someone's <laughs> house, and so we got a little little, little sign that says, "Hey, Mount Ole right here." So you turn the little driveway and go up behind the person's house, and the church is right there. Um, so there's no one to reach in the parking lot. You got to get out your own car, lock your own door. You got to lock your door because literally ain't nobody, <laughs> nobody around. Literally, there's nobody around. Um, <laughs> and then you right. you would come through and. Um, um, because I, I, I pastor this church and there's literally Josh, there, there is, I have 15 members on the book nice. and, and, uh, but it's only eight to 10 attends, attends service on a regular basis. So, so what you, what you would normally see if you were to come to my church is, uh, uh, me talking to the members on the floor. I'm not in the pulpit. I'm not wearing a suit. We're just talking. And so what I've done is, that's why I love the, the Methodist Church, is the freedom of the worship, is what I've done mm-hmm. is I've created, in essence, like TED Talks. And so what we do every Sunday is we take the Sunday school lesson that we have, that everybody has. It's universal for most Methodist churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I take the Sunday school lesson and we just talk. We just talk for, I talk for two hours. And we ask questions, they ask questions, and that's it. Then we take, right. take up an offering. Uh, we uh, then we do the benediction and we go home. That's it. Now, okay. now, but that's that's because where I am currently. However, let me just preface by saying that if you were to come to a normal Methodist church, then what you mm-hmm. will probably see is uh, we're probably either singing a hymn or a gospel song. We love hymns. We love mm-hmm. hymns. We love yeah. Hymns. We love hymns. Okay. We <laughs> love. Hymns, okay. Um, so Good. you will, you will, <laughs> so you'll normally you'll normally catch us uh, in the service, and so we because because we are a liturgical church, that also means that the people are actively engaged in worship. So you're not just going to be sitting down. No, you're going to be standing up. So that the people stand during the call to worship. Sometimes it might be a congregational call to worship. Most of the time, it's not, but it's always mm-hmm. a scripture. And then there's an opening hymn, I mean, not opening hymn, it's called a worship, then the um, intercessory prayer, inviting the spirit in. And then there's an opening hymn. I'm literally trying to think about the uh, worship mm-hmm. order, and I got the book right in front is, of me. Is the intercessory prayer liturgical as well? Like, is it written prayer? It can be. Okay. It can be. So so here's, that's what I, that's what I mean by the churches. Are, yeah. it's, it's, it's free. That Let me say that there are, there are services that I've attended that the the uh, um and the invocation. I'm sorry, the intercessor prayer, but the invocation is a written prayer. Yes. It's written down. They read it, and it's in the program. So that's the other great thing. So you have a bulletin and a program. Yeah, those are great. I'm that a big will fan. help you. That will help you, <laughs> so you wouldn't feel lost about what's going that, on. The and Catholic Church needs that if they're listening. No, no, because <laughs> the assumption is that you was born Catholic, so you should already awesome. know. <laughs> you just all should keep one on hand in case I visit. <laughs> You know, funny enough, I attended a uh, AME uh, AME church in the mountains, uh, Gaston Chapel AME Church, which is uh, our sister church. Uh, well, they're oh, not cool. sister church; they're, they're like first cousins. We're like first cousins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but they that they have a uh, program that's uh, that's uh, oh my gosh, I can't. I lost my train of thought. It, they have a program oh, that is uh, reusable. Oh. 
It, cool. I can't think. It's like a white, not white boy. What's the laminated? It's laminated. That's what oh, I'm trying to say. Okay, so it was lam- like right laminated. Then, because <laughs> it, it's the same. Nice. It's the same thing. It doesn't change. Um, so normally, after the invocation, there's an opening hymn, and then there is uh, uh, the responsive reading. Yeah, we so we do oh, have yeah. response. We have responsive reading. Um, and so our responsive reading, we stand for our responsive reading, which is always scripture. Yeah. And that, that is also in the lectionary as well, because depending on the season, right now we're in the Lenten season. Um, so we do observe the, 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 the liturgical calendar as well. Um, so we, and we are, our altar changes with everyone else's. However, our um, season of Pentecost is longer mm-hmm. than most. Oh, our season of cool. Pentecost is longer than most. I forgot how how long it is, but it leads up to no, 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 because it's it's kingdom time. Okay, anyway, I'm, 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 let me just get back to the order of service. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so there's a responsive reading, and then there's the glory of Patry, and then we do the affirmation of faith, and then then you can sit down. Okay, then then that's when you can sit down. <laughs> hmm. Okay, <laughs> and and then and I know that in some churches they do this, but we don't. Um, then there's a scripture lesson. And so some churches stand for the scripture, but we do not. Okay. Yeah, we do not. So we stand during the responsive reading, which is also scripture. So, but we don't stand <laughs> for that. Um, and then there is a uh, a uh, pastoral prayer, which is the altar prayer. You know, people coming up for just yeah. prayer specifically. Um, and then there's another song. You're good. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll be right back. Here we go might be announcements at that time and then there's something is known as the hymn of preparation which mm-hmm. goes right before the sermon um normally it's a hymn but sometimes it could be a song and then there's a sermon and then there's an invitational hymn that's sung softly as the invitation the call to, the altar call is done um and then there is the offering so funny mm-hmm. enough some churches do the offering before the sermon and some do it after the sermon doesn't matter. I feel like you should do it after the sermon <laughs> so that so that so that you got everybody yeah. that's there for the sermon, you know, before you walk out the door, let's take up this offering before you <laughs> before you leave. Oh, <laughs> and if you came late, you still ain't worried about it because you can still give. <laughs> yeah. See, I like uh the, I've, I've been to these churches that have like the offering boxes on the walls. I like those. Ooh. Those are convenient. Yeah, yeah. We don't have we don't we're not we don't have also it's it's less awkward if like you know, I'm I'm a little bit like city guy, I guess. So like, you know, a lot of times I'm like, I pull up my, go to your website and I'll just do it online. And then it feels so yes. awkward when they pass the plate in front of you. Cause it's like, it looks like I didn't do nothing. Yeah, but no, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. No, I, I, we're, we're a huge giver. We like to give online. So I, 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 at first I used to feel awkward because I'm like, it's time to give you tithes and offering. And I'm just standing there. I ain't like, I ain't done nothing. I ain't giving nothing. <laughs> but yeah. I, I like, I, I done gave online. It's cool. I, <laughs> um, you know, oh, like a oh, sticker. Oh, oh. <laughs> I give online. Yes. I give. <laughs> I give online. Um, then we do. We do do the doxology as well, and we do the offer offertory prayer, which is all things come of thee. After we do the, take up the offering, and then we do the benediction, and we go home. What's now, um, now? Sorry, what's the doxology? I feel like I should know this. Uh hold on. So. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own as no, that's that's the offertory. Uh, oh my gosh, because I get them I get them I get them confused. Uh um oh, that's what it is. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below, 
Praise him above okay. ye heavenly hosts. Praise God. Yeah, Praise okay. so Father, that's, Son. That's the other hymn. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 doxology. That's yeah. doxology. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I um I, I this might be just be a dumb question. I'm gonna ask this for those listening anyway. Because you know, okay. there's probably Excellent. I'm probably not the only one who's wondered. You know, uh, stuff like the Apostles' Creed and all that stuff is also a part of most liturgical churches, high, medium, whatever. Is there like is there a purpose to having it structured other than just it's nice to have organization or like, is that the gist of it? Or is there like a more like a deeper reason behind the structure? Yes. It connects us to the ancient church. Okay. It connects us to the ancient church and the, 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 the chants and the hint, not the chant, but the chants and the apostles creed, we, the creeds and the, and the, the chants connects us to the ancient church outside of the, the, the communion. So that's that's the main purpose is to keep the tradition going and that which we've been doing for since seems like forever. Um, I forgot to mention: Do we do do the affirmation of faith, which is the Apostles' Creed? Yeah. Um. um but yeah. but 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 our creed does not say he descended into hell. Oh, okay. So you take out the harrowing of hell out of that. Yes. No. Yeah, we take that out. Is it because you don't believe it, or is it because you don't require people to believe it? We don't require people to believe it. Okay. But like yeah, they can if they want. <laughs> yes, yes, they can. They can. They can. Um, the the thing about the Methodist doc, dogma mainly is it's your choice. <laughs> it's literally your choice. Like if you don't want to do this, okay, that's fine. You know, that's fine. It's okay. You can choose. Choose not to. Okay. That's all right. All right. See, that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. That's a little bit of a wild it's, card. <laughs> yes, it is. Especially, ooh, especially if the spirit break out. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to that. Is there a, how does the, the, um, you, you know, when I'm thinking of like Pentecostal type worship kind of moments, I know yeah. you guys get some of those too, or like yeah, yeah, altar yeah. calls. Is that, is that ever like, is that a big thing? Yes, it is. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. So, so let's, let's, so, so I, I will take, I will use, I, uh, this meeting I went to on Sunday as an example. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this is a meeting where um, all of the 126 churches in my conference come together for uh, a meeting and we have a worship service and nice we were we were just we were just singing how great thou art Ooh, that nice. hymn very nice. and the spirit broke out and like literally the guy could not even do the scripture for 10 minutes because the spirit was just so high just for off of a hymn off of mm-hmm. a hymn i was like yes this is good this is good yeah so 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 i and i've also seen where the preaching is so good that the you couldn't even do the altar call could not do the altar call. You couldn't do the altar call. You he, he tried, couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. Man. Couldn't do it. But 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 we those are good but, ones. <laughs> yes. So so the other thing is that our ministers are trained to uh, follow the order of service. Mm-hmm. And and depending on if you would cause cause a lot of folks I, I like my cause I was raised Baptist <laughs> and I chose to be part of the AME side church. Uh, but a lot of folks who were born Methodist, um will try to adhere to the order of service uh, because that's how they were conditioned and raised. And I'm saying it's yeah. a bad thing. And and I've seen preachers that would try to um, quiet or squash the spirit because they're trying to get to the order of service. Now, that Ooh. makes me upset. That makes yeah. me upset. So that, that, that you could see something like that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's... Um... <laughs> Maybe this is a conflict for another day, but I think that's one of those big, like the big flags that a lot of your like low liturgical, especially 
Pentecostal churches have of like higher liturgical churches are, oh man, they're going to stifle the spirit because they have all the structure and all that. And that's like the big fear of that. But I feel like mm. the flip side is this fear that like the low liturgical Pentecostals, they're not enough structure. So they don't really understand church history. They don't really have like a lot of like to it, you know? So it's like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that that's a good conversation for some other time. Bro. <laughs> but, but I got to ask you, this is important, man. Okay. Service ends. You know, you said you do the benediction. It's over. Y'all go out to eat. Y'all like hang around the church and talk. What do y'all do when, when church ends? You just leave. So, so a normal order service that is because there's a processional, there's also a recessional. So, so, and so, and so the proper order is that at the, at the end of the service, after the benediction is recessional and the preacher stands at the door and greets everybody. So we're talking, we're talking (laughs) after service, talking after service. Now, now there, there is food. There's food if there's a special church service, church anniversary, uh, pastor's appreciation, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yes, there's going to be food. There's going to be food. All right. Hmm. See, that's the fun uh, stuff. Oh, <laughs> I, forgot, I, forgot to, I forgot to point out that we do light candles. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We yeah, do light yeah, candles. Yeah. Um, I like around the church calendar kind of stuff, too. The, with the so calendar. The, the, so with the, the, um, wow. the, the, altar, the altar color changes. Yeah. So, so that's 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 how you know we're in a different season when the, the colors change. Um, like literally, um, um, come Easter, the color is going to stay white for the five Sundays leading up to Pentecost. I believe Man. so. Now, yeah. do y'all do like robes and collars too? Oh, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we yes we do. Yes, we do. What uh, an interesting um, response. <laughs> 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 we do we do uh so so we traditionally we try to wear what is known as the john wesley robe which is the normal baptist preaching with the uh uh the velvet pelts and the bars that's that's the normal what you do but we also wear cassocks um we with us uh uh Oh Jesus! I can't think of the little thing, the little little white thing to go over talk about. I can't think of what it's called. Um, Man, I really spurless. don't know. I'm still spurless, pretty spurless. new to this kind of. <laughs> so 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 in in our in our church we have two ordinations. We have yeah. deacon and elders. Yeah, yeah. And though we do have bishops, bishops are an office and not an ordination. So it's yeah. not it's not a, it's, it's a, so we do have bishops, but all our bishops are still elders. Um. And so our bishops are allowed to wear purple. No one else can in our church. No one else hmm. can wear purple. Um, and then because we, we have hierarchy, we have a hierarchy. We yeah. have bishops, and then we have presiding elders in the in the United Methodist Church called superintendents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have pastors, elders, deacons, and then local preachers. Okay, that's okay. that's the hierarchy. And so if you are a local preacher, you're not allowed to wear any collar, clerical collar, or robe. Hmm. Um, but I'm sorry, you can't wear a robe, but it has to be black. That's it. Can't wear anything. No, no uh, stole, no cross, any stuff. You, and you don't have a collar. Um, but once you receive your ordination, first ordination, then you can wear a clerical collar and you can wear stoles. Um, but no, most deacons don't wear stoles in our, in our church. Most uh, it's elders. And uh, and you receive the title of mm-hmm. reverend. OK, so our deacons also have the title of reverend, just like in the uh, Anglican Church and the uh, <sighs> What's the other church? I can't think of the other church. There's two other churches that do it. 
to. Um, and then we have the elders orders. And so the only difference between the deacon and the elders orders in our denomination or in our faith is um, the elders are the only ones who are allowed to consecrate the elements. Deacons can help hmm. serve, but we, we, that, so we, and we do have an order. We do have a, a order style for, uh, uh uh, the communion. So there's there's there is a there is a set style that we have to follow for communion. Mm-hmm. That that you cannot change. Um, and um, um, our presiding elders can wear blue. Um, and then everybody, you can wear anything else you can if you want. But I'm just talking about your clerical shirt. <clears throat> your clerical shirt cannot be purple or blue if you don't have that title or that honor. So so you do you wear blue on Sundays? Is that if I have a blue suit, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So you don't wear and like I'll, a robe. And I, so, so I, I do not. I do have one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. I, and my, my specific. I have a, I have a cassock. I have the Anglican cassock. So oh, the difference cool. between the Anglican cassock and the Catholic one is that Catholic one has buttons going down the middle. The Anglican one doesn't have any buttons. It's on the side. It's on the side. And I think it's, a little, huh. I think it's a little more cleaner too. Yeah. It reminds me of the Matrix. That's really <laughs> what it does. It reminds me of the Matrix. <laughs> well, and just like the structure and stuff, I feel like the robes serve like that dual purpose of like connecting you to the history, but then also, you know, it's nice organizationally. Like you could just look at someone. You don't have to ask what they are. You know, <laughs> like Correct. Oh, know who that is. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And and so the robe. So the reason I laughed is because the the recommendation is the robe should be black. Um, or you should have, white. White is only used mm-hmm. for communion, Easter, sunrise service, and weddings. That's the only. That's the only three times you can wear your white robe. Otherwise, it's black, and you can have stoles, mm-hmm. which is the and the stoles can also match the the liturgical calendar that the liturgical season that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else about our our uh, preachers? Um, no. But but so so you you would you would know if if the clerk if clergy is ordained in essence if they're wearing a clerical collar yeah they're not wearing a clerical collar and they sit in the pulpit then no they're not they're not ordained they're not um, but sometimes that doesn't mean that that um, or, ordained elders and deacons don't they don't have to wear a clerical collars they can they don't have to but that's that's the <laughs> yeah. distinction. They can't. Yeah. But 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 when it when it is time for to do high church, oh you better have your robe on or you're not getting in line. You're not That's getting in funny. line. That's funny. <laughs> but for the most part, it goes back to, to, to what you said earlier about Methodist churches. You know, you can kinda of do what you want. <laughs> okay. You can to to a certain degree. Yeah. To a certain it degree. Just depends on okay. Yes. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so Back to back to the specifically the service. What would you say is the most challenging part for those? If someone were to first visit your church, maybe they've never been to any church before. What would be the most challenging part for them to follow? The Apostles' Creed. Yeah, the Apostle, the Apostles' Creed, it, the, it, 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 the Apostles' Creed, and the the chants that we do. That that would be well. I don't know because. Let me let me say this, Josh, and I'm, and I'm a fi- when I find it, I'm gonna send it to you. I, okay. There's this late. There's this lady I seen on TikTok that did the doxology. Whew! It made me want to shout just just hearing her play it. Oh man. Okay. And it's and it's <laughs> it's just and it's really just praise God through whom blessings flow. Um. But but anyway anyway anyway. Um, <laughs> the the it's it is it is the Apostles' Creed because in our creed, um, we use Catholic. So we said. Um, 
Um, I believe God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ on the side, Lord, who was seen by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered on Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third he rose and descended to heaven. He sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From this to come judge the quick and the dead, uh, which means living. Uh, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. We that's what we say. We say I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. However, in the program, it's going to be a little C, and it should have a little asterisk to tell you that it only means universal. Yep. Now, I do know that um, the UN, the UMC, our brothers in the United Methodist Church, use universal. We still hold to the ancient, ancient way of just saying Catholic. Yeah. Um, I think I like the that other thing too. I do too. I do. Yeah. Um, I word. think the other, the other thing that could be intimidating is or confusing is um, our communion service. If you're not used to it. So if you come on the first Sunday, you might you might not be used to the communion service. And what I mean is, is uh, is this. So I know in the Baptist church, normally um, people are served. The deacons are given the plates and they're served to, to serve the audience. Yeah. Um, we like the Methodists and the Anglicans. You got to come to receive. Um, and there is a, uh, again, there's an order of service and most of the people know this order of service from memory, <laughs> yeah. even though it is printed in the back of our hymnal and it might be in the program, they know it from memory. They know they parts from yeah. memory because we've been doing this for so long. So that could be the other thing that could possibly be, um, intimidating or scary, but everything else is the normal stuff. So, so the, the doxology, the apostles creed and make possible communion. But we also, we also have an open communion table. Hmm. So you do not, you do not have to be a part of us to receive communion. However, we do put it in there, in there that you have to judge for yourself should you receive it. Because mm. the we one of the things says if any man sins and 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 if any man no 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 what is what is the, what is the what is the wording oh Josh are you talking about oh, the gosh. the the one verse or is it it is it's, it's it, it is a word that you should judge for yourself whether you can um oh here we go here we go wherefore this is this is this is this is straight from the discipline. Okay. Um, this, All right. And so it says, "Wherefore, you that do truly and earnestly repent of your sins, and in love and in harmony with your neighbor, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, walking henceforth in His holy way, draw near with faith, taking the holy sacrament to your comfort, and devoutly kneeling, making your humble confession known." So, if you have an issue, mm-hmm. you have some unforgiveness in your heart, you shouldn't be taking mm. communion according to us. I'd you say might, according to the might, Bible too, but <laughs> and, and 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 I I have not seen this, but I've been told I've I've I've, I've been told stories where there are preachers and bishops who who refuse to re- take communion because they have unforgiveness in their heart, which mm. I think is more I think is very admirable. I really yeah, think. yeah, I'm a fan of that. And admit it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Man. Yes. All so right. That's, that's, so that, those are things. That's the only barriers I would see. But everything else is is, is pretty much like any other worship service because. Um, most most churches have a call to worship. They have a inv- uh, invocation. Um, there's always going to be take. We always take a money. So I mean, every church is <laughs> going to take a <up> money, yeah. <laughs> regardless. Yeah. Well, and then um, um, there's always an altar call. It's yeah, an altar call. Always an altar call. That's kind of cool. So yes, there, there is an altar call. Yeah. Yes, you there. there and I don't, it could be at a funeral <laughs> or at, at a, nice. it could be at a meeting. There's an altar call. There's going to yeah. be an altar call. I heard of one Baptist preacher who recorded himself every year in case he passed away that year. 
so that he'd preach his own funeral so they'd have to play his recording. <laughs> like that was, that's that's cool stuff, honestly. That's, 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 that's cool. Kind of that's cool. That's, yeah. that's cool. Um, so, so the flip side oh, then, so, so, what's the easiest thing this. to connect to? Hold on, let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. Let's go back to the road real quick. Um, because you might see this, you might see this in a in a I haven't seen it in the Amy church. I haven't seen this in the church, but I do know the Amy Zion church. You might see this. You might see um preachers wear an onk. Okay. A what? Josh, you know what an onk is? An onk. <laughs> no. A N A N K H. Google it. Google it while I'm telling you about it now. Okay. Um, so an onk is an Kemet or ancient Egypt symbol for life. And so you might see some preachers, because I, I I wear one, I wear one. Um I wear it oh, every yeah, Sunday except for Yes, yes. But we wear them in the pulpit. We wear them with our, with our robe. Oh, and, you cool. know, some folks are like, yeah, I know it's all. I love it. I love it. I love mine. <laughs> it's, cool. it's, it's, about, it's like this big, Josh. It's huge. It's huge. Man. Um, so you might see that. That's cool. You might see that. And you might see you might see a lot of different crosses and things like that. That's the only other thing that, that might be you're not used to. But outside of that, that's it. Okay. So what's the easiest thing? If you had to pick like one thing that you think people who never been are really going to get into when they visit. What's it gonna be? Just the, the music, <laughs> the sermon, the music. Okay, the music and the sermon, the music and the sermon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, do you think they're prepared then? You think they're they're ready to to visit their first AME Zion Church? Yeah, you might. Y'all might as well come to my church because we don't do all that stuff. <laughs> we don't do any of that. Be even we don't do any of that. You just sit down yeah, and talk yeah. to Kino. <laughs> sit down. Let's sit down and talk. Let's sit down and talk. Like no, no, no. Funny enough, I had someone who got saved like that oh, like literally nice. they ask salvation they ask a question about salvation they got saved oh man yeah so if you haven't yet go to Kino's church ask him about salvation come on or communion or anything I mean Kino just he'll talk to you I think I'm pretty <laughs> confident I feel like I could speak on his behalf he'll talk to you about almost anything <laughs> almost almost. Yeah. no there's pretty much anything there's nothing I'm not afraid <laughs> to. there's no topic I'm not afraid to t- talk about yeah if I have some knowledge man. About. yeah and he's fun to talk to yeah. yeah, you got a witness here. So. Oh, 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 gosh, okay. oh, gosh. So we do we do have women preachers, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's we do right. have we women have preachers. We have women yeah. preachers and women bishops. We have, well, she she died in office. But we did have women bishop as well. So so we do allow women Man. to preach. So if, you, if you're not, if you're not a, a part of that, if you don't agree with that, don't come. Don't, I'm telling you now, don't come because we... We like listen. The Lord can use whomever He wants. I, my my favorite famous quote to say is, "If God can use a donkey, He can mm. use anybody. Mm. He can mm. use anybody." Mm. So yeah, yeah I've got about well, that, so I was gonna make a joke about myself, but I don't want to make a donkey out of me. So, <laughs> uh, and with that, oh my God, Kino. <laughs> I can't even get my sentence straight anymore. So for our our practical action this time, you know, we always ask everybody something practical. We're just going to assume that the action is going to be to go visit an Amy Zion church if you haven't. Okay. And instead, we're going to ask you, what would your number one piece of advice be as they're meeting new people at these churches? What's like your number one advice, like how to conduct themselves or to like feel comfortable meeting these people? meeting new people smile smile mm. okay smile and how's smile gonna okay. help how's it gonna help them so no it's it's not so so i'm not i mean i'm not are, trying to ask it like no, oh, how's no, that going no, you know what i mean no 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 here, 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 this is the advice it's the advice remember yeah. you are a visitor visiting another church that you've never been to before 
And so it could be a little scary, a little bit intimidating and be like, look, but if you're smiling, it lets the people know that you're okay. And I'm not trying, yeah. I don't know, I'm trying yeah. to be funny, Josh, but if you were to come to yeah. my church, I'll be looking at you like, why is this white boy in here? <laughs> why is he in here? What is he doing in here? I'm glad that he's here. So, so yes, smile. Yeah. Don't yes, look suspicious. <laughs> Do not look suspicious. If you look suspicious, we're gonna, we're gonna, oh, we will know. Oh man, we will know. We will know. <laughs> But yes, but but smiling it 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 lets people know that you don't have a guard up because you can yeah. have a guard up if you because it could be scary. Especially, literally, I know that it was very scary to go to a Catholic church. I ain't never been to a Catholic church, oh, yeah. and and all this chants and and the it's Lord be with you. It's very intimidating. It's very. I'm like I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So smile. Yeah. Smile. Man, that's a that's a great. Great one. Great word. So, as you know, we like to do our God moment here at the end before we get to our wrap up. And we just like to say something God's been up to with us recently or just a moment we had with God. Um, I'll start while you think about it. Um, I I told you before we started, I went camping last weekend on an island that I like to go to that's off the coast of Florida, Georgia. Cumberland Island, for those interested. It's awesome. Um, And there's one specific tree that I like to climb a lot. And, you know, just sit there. TJ and I have played bocce ball and different stuff from the tree been a good time and i just had a a moment a a short moment to myself that i was like i'm gonna go find the tree no particular reason i I knew i didn't have time to really sit i was like i'm I'm gonna go find it found the tree and i sat in it for like maybe a total of like five minutes okay but in that five minutes i just kind of like resting in like open like it was almost like my eyes were open to just how peaceful this world can be that's just not a sentence you hear very often anymore you know and i was kind of just reminded of what it meant truly meant to rest in Christ and what it felt like. And even if it was a short moment, it was a good one and one that I'm going to hold on to. So that's, Ooh. that's what I'm going with here. Kino, what's God been up to, man? So, um, <laughs> funny enough today, <laughs> I, I, so I read the lectionary every day. Yeah. Okay. I read, I read the lectionary every day just to help me with my personal devotion. And the, the one of the, the morning lectionary was numbers 21 Mm -hmm. one through four and the reason i point that out is because that was the sermon that i preached on ash wednesday okay which was numbers 21 which in essence is talking about where the people were complaining about how they were in the desert and they didn't like to be out here we ain't got nothing to eat you just got us here to die we should go back to Egypt. and so god sends poisonous snakes to bite them. And they were like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. So they go crying to Moses and saying, Moses, please pray to God. So God was like, all right, this is what I want you to do, Moses. I want you to take, and, and please, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that your listeners go and read this text because I think this is fascinating. Um, he says, I, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go and build a bronze statue of a snake. What? Wait, wait, a bronze statue? Yeah, yeah. And he said that every time someone looks at the statue, they're going to be healed. Okay. I was like, oh, how's that? Hmm. So, so this, this brought me back to what I said on Ash Wednesday today, which was that sometimes God will put us in situations where we still have to face the thing that we're scared of. Because guess what? They were scared about the snakes, and the only way they could get healed was to look at the snakes. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, and the reason I tell the story is because, so I've been, I've been working on trying to be healthy and all this other stuff. So I go to the steam room 
and I was having panic attacks in the steam room. Hmm. And the only way that I could actually get out of that, and, I, and I've been doing it, is is the, that in the steam. Now, let, Josh, is, I tell you, I'm so crazy. Hmm. In my mind, I'm like, this is too hot. My legs on fire. I just want to get out of here. I can't breathe. I just, <laughs> just, just mind, just racing with all these yeah. thoughts. So one day, I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna listen to the Bible in the steam room. Hmm. I listened to Psalms. I started at Psalms one. Right. And I just listened to it. And it helped me to calm myself down mm-hmm. and not have no racing thoughts. Cause that's what, that's what happens. You can't breathe me at racing thoughts yeah. because I was listening to the word and God reminded me that if you can face that, which you are challenged with and conquer it. And so now I have no problem going into the steam room. Like today I was like, poof, I'm going to go into the steam room. Man. Just be chilling. It's like, wow, it's good to go. <laughs> Man. I just couldn't help but think of the story of Batman the whole time. <laughs> not like, <laughs> You know, I was like, man, this is such a serious moment, and I shouldn't be no, thinking no, about Batman. No. But so, what about Batman? What about Batman? Share. Listen, that's that's the whole thing, right? Like, he was scared of bats, so then he just decides to make his whole thing bats and live in a like not live, but like do all this work from a bat cave. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Numbers twenty one, just face it, just face the thing with the Lord's help. And the other the other caveat is is that somebody in in that community might have been scared mm-hmm. to face it by themselves but you have people that's around you that's going through the same thing and they'll be willing to walk with you right walk with you through man, man. Kino took the yeah. God moment and turned it to a sermon there you go that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> man Kino we love having you on man and was always, always a pleasure. and we love all of our listeners make sure if you're listening and you enjoyed this to share it with a friend a cousin an enemy if you have them also maybe try not to have enemies um, also, no, 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 yeah. wait, no, 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 enemies, enemies are needed to help us to draw closer to God. The okay. whole point, I believe okay. that he okay. says he'll make your enemies your footstool, use a footstool to get, to get closer to something. Guess what? You can use your enemies to get closer to God as a footstool. So maybe make some enemies and then share this podcast with them. Share it though. (laughs) Share it. Share it with all of them. (laughs) Um, And you know, you know, check out our Patreon, all that good stuff. Um, If you want to see me and Kino do another podcast, uh, you go to systematicgeekology.org. Hit the host tab. Both of our names are on there. We're both hosts on that show. Check out some of the stuff where we're talking about Batman and other geeky stuff. It's a good time. Um, We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Come back next week. We're going to be continuing our series. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking to um, Dr. Peter Beck about the Southern Baptist Church and how his church service goes. So that's going to be a lot of fun. At the end of the series, we're going to have another Southern Baptist professor, Professor Andrew Lucius. Um, He's from Charleston Southern University. He is one of the the professors of worship. So we're going to be talking about some of the different worship styles in these churches we've been talking about. Go a little bit deeper into that at the end of the series. Then, of course, at the end of season one, Francis Chan will be joining us once he's become aware of it. And season one will just continue forever until that happens, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Take me to the water. Take oh, me to the man. water. Listen, listen, listen. Go <laughs> Southern Baptist, ask them to sing, Take Me to the Water. Okay. Ask them to right. sing, Take Me to the Water. Okay? Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Dr. Peter Beck, discussing how Southern Baptist churches hold their services.